0: Alright, can you give a testimony this morning that God is great with an amen? Amen. amen. He, is, he is an awesome God and He truly is great. Welcome this morning. It's uh, so wonderful to see you this morning. It's great to be here to worship the Lord. And so I want to invite you to turn your Bibles, if you would, this morning to Joshua chapter 4. You know, uh, what an amazing story the story of Joshua is how that uh, God requires faith from the Israelites, that how He insists on obedience from the children of God, but yet how He wonderfully pours out His blessings as they respond to Him in faith. Chapter 4 is about the crossing of the Jordan River, another miracle that God does in the life of Israel. It's about them coming into the promised land that God had given to them. But chapter 4 is really more focused not just on the event itself, but on the fact of how Israel needs to remember what happened. how they, They need to somehow put that thought of what's going to happen that day into their mind and have this memory of what's going on that day of God's power, of uh, God's plan and action, those kind of things, because uh, God knows that they're going to need that soon. If you wouldn't mind, following along with me. Let's just read. I know it's a lot of reading and following, but you guys are really good at that. And so let's look at chapter 4 just for a moment. Here's what it says, the Bible. It says, And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, "...take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man for every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, for the place where the priests' feet stood firm, you shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight." And then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, and Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the, of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. And thus this may be for a sign among you, when, you children ask, when your children ask in times to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? And then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan... "...were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones from the midst of the Jordan, as the Lord had spoken to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of of the children of Israel." And carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And then Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan. In the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood. And they were there to this day. And so the priests who bore the Ark stood in the midst of the Jordan. Until everything was finished that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua, and the people hurried and crossed over. And then it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over, that the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in the presence of the people, and the men of Reuben and the men of Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh crossed over, armed before the children of Israel, as Moses had spoken to them. About 40,000 prepared for war crossed over before the Lord, for battle uh, to the plains of Jericho and on that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel and they feared him as they had feared Moses all the days of his life and then the Lord spoke to Joshua saying command the priest who bear the ark of the testimony to come up from the Jordan and Joshua therefore commanded the priest saying come up from the Jordan And it came to pass when the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord had come from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet touched the dry land, and the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and over flooded all the banks as before. And now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilead on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. And then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until... You had crossed over as the Lord your God did in the Red Sea, which He dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Pray with me this morning if you would. Father, thank You for hearing of Your Word this morning, that hearing brings faith that faith comes by hearing and hearing of your word lord i I pray as we begin to examine these scriptures this morning that you would just pour out your spirit through your word this morning that you would give us understanding and that you would take your word and face those challenges or doubts that we might have in our minds and our hearts uh, about serving you about being committed to you today Lord, take these things and teach us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, as you begin to think about what was happening in this crossing, it was really about God's people remembering what was going on. You know, as you think about it, the crossing of the river was a flood stage. Uh, Verse 18 tells us that when uh, the river came back together, it came back uh, the way it was before God parted it. And it was way beyond its normal banks. About uh, it was in flood stages. Now you know, I, I began to study, and and I I, I read so many times through this passage of scripture, and over and over, there's a, a repetition of of what God wants, and that's for you and I to remember, for God's people to remember, and so it in a sense becomes a memorial, because listen, memorials are memories that we capture and hold in our heart. There, there, there's power in remembering. There's the power of remembering things, especially when it comes to God. And so, my big question was about this passage of scripture: why, why did you, why did you want them to cross when the river was in flood stage? I mean, listen. Any other month of the year, they they could have waded across the Jordan River. I mean, there were other times of the year when the Jordan River is so shallow that you can just find places where you can wade across with no trouble or or no problems at all. But, Lord, why would you let them cross over at this particular time? Hey, listen, they've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And, And all of a sudden, God picks this day, this time, this particular moment, and he says, now is when I want you to cross over, not next month, not not six months from now, but right now, I want you to cross over. Well, you know why? Because they needed a miracle. They needed a miracle. They, they needed a miracle because God was about to send them into the land of promise. And even though it was the land of promise, it was still full of enemies. You see, the scripture reminds us in verse 15 that some of the first who were to go over were 40,000 men that were prepared for war. Listen, if you're going over into a happy place, you don't need to be prepared for war. And so he sent the soldiers over to, to gu- guarantee the, the the safety of the people as they traveled over the Jordan River. And because of what they were about to face over the next several uh, years, the, the nation of Israel needed a miracle. How about you today? <laughs> Maybe, are you standing on that bank of the Jordan River yourself and you're looking on the other side wondering whether or not you can cross, you should cross, God wants you to cross, whatever it is but knowing right now that you need a miracle that you need for God to do something in your life that's far bigger than you and that will encourage you to go forward Well, listen, if you do, I believe God has one of those for you. I I believe it could happen here this morning in this worship service. It's times like these becomes the event, listen, for what happens when faith intersects with God's grace. That's what happened. The nation of Israel, in their faith, began to cross over because God had done a work of grace. Really, when it comes to that's the foundation for our relationship with God, isn't it? It's where faith intersects with grace. It's where you and I's faith in God crosses the cross of Jesus Christ. And really that's the basis for everything that we have as believers in God is that that we exercise our faith and He shows us His grace. Now memorials are those times when we trust God in certain circumstances that we're in where He makes a way for us. Right? We've all had those kind of things, haven't we? We, we? We've had those times in our life where we look back now and we understand that God made a way for us through some pretty difficult circumstances. Why did He do that? One of the things that happened here for Israel is that they needed these memories or this memory or this this uh, uh, activity from God because that they were going to need to be sustained in the future. That they were going to need this thing happening to them so that their faith would grow. They needed a miracle because of the conflict that they were about to face so that they could continue to go forward. Now we all know we don't know what memorials are, do we? We have memorials all around us. Uh, we have statues. Well, <laughs> we have some statues as yeah. memorials that remind us of some thing that happened that was significant. And we look at that, and we memori- memorialize all kinds of things. We memorialize the life of our loved ones who uh, who have, have gone on to be of the Lord. And you know, and why do we do that? Because through this. Memorial or this understanding or these memories, we, we find ourselves uh, in, a, in a sense of strength. I, I mean we all, you know when I think about my, my parents, we have a nice memorial for my parents, and so I go there and I see their names and I see their lifespan and maybe some epitaph on, on the, uh, their, their memorial, and I think about them, and because I knew them, my life is better. I think about how they made my life better and how I ought to live my life uh, uh, more focused, more uh, more faithful. You know, we all have people that we've known that have affected us in that way. You see, the last things that those that we remember would want us to do is live a, a less of a life for having known them. It would be an insult, wouldn't it? But they want us to be strong and faithful and go forward in those things. And, and so we have these memories, and, and, and we do that because it gives us strength. God told Joshua to take some stones to Gil, Gilgal now and, and stack them. In. And listen, Gilgal would be the base of the operation for, for Israel for, for the conquest of the promised land. And so what God was telling Joshua to do is is take these stones, take these memories, take this memory of this day, and and put it right in the middle of the place that you live every single day. Yeah, Spiritually speaking, isn't that how we ought to respond to God ourselves? Is that we ought to... Take those times that we remember when God brought us through or when God responded to our needs or when God delivered us or whatever it might be and then take those thoughts and those understandings and put them right in the middle of where we live every day. Things like the faithfulness of God and the love of God and His grace. Take those things and and live out those experiences in the life that we have. Now look, when they stepped in that riverbed and when they crossed over the Jordan, they committed everything that they had to God and God needed them to remember that. God needed them to remember that. Have you ever done anything, I don't know, that's maybe just a little bit Bold in your life? You know, maybe you came up on this situation and all of a sudden you're standing there and and you say those last famous words, here goes nothing. Right, you know, I I look back on my own life and uh, times I've used those words have been some pretty foolish times, to be honest. Here goes nothing. But let me tell you what Israel was doing and what what was in their mind. Is that they were really saying, here goes everything. Here goes everything. Here goes my life. Here goes my future. Here goes my safety. Here goes my possessions. Here they go, right across the Jordan River. And you know what? God was faithful. God was faithful. And what God wanted them to do is remember what had happened. Remember as they stood on the edge of the Jordan. Remember how nervous they were. Remember how anxious they were. Remember what it felt like to stand out on that dry ground. Remember what it looked like to see that water heaped up. Remember what it looked like when they got on the other side and when everybody had crossed and everybody was safe and all of a sudden all that water began to implode and fall in together back the way it was. Remember. Because here goes everything. You see, I think that's where God wants you and I to be today. We're living in times today where, look, we're called to give our everything to God today. Well, let me give you some things about memorials. Hopefully, excite you about thinking about that. I'm not talking about a stack of rocks, Right? Those stack of rocks were a physical way for the nation of Israel to remember what God had done. Now, listen, first of all about memorials, what are the reasons for memorials? Why do we need to remember? Let me give you a couple things about that. Uh, I hope you won't forget. Uh, But what are the reasons that we need memorials or or memories uh, like that? First of all, we need them because they instruct us. They give us instruction that we can take those experiences with God that have happened in our past and that we can go forward and that we can remember those things for what we need to face in the future. I thought about four things when I thought about this thing about instruction. One of those things that's pretty obvious is the power of God in the experience that Israel had in it. I mean, here's God who commanded The river to be parted. Here's God who walled up and stood up the waters on the north. I don't know what that looked like. I I thought about that a lot in my mind. What in the world could this look like? You know, were all the rivers, because the Jordan flows from north to south, and so were all the waters to the north, were they just piled up high and backed up? And then the water going south just drained out and maybe that, I don't know. It really doesn't matter. All I know is that God made a way. And God made a way through his infinite power. So when the nation of Israel crossed over, one of the things that they were exposed to is the unlimited power of God. That God has no limits to what he can do. We look at the natural world. God has no limits to how he can intervene and interject himself into uh, the, the very nature or natural things that he created. God is supernatural. You know what supernatural is? It means above nature. That He commands nature. We see Jesus doing that in the New Testament. In the book of Joshua, He's going to stop the clock. In the book of Joshua, pretty soon the sun's going to stop. And all these things God is able to do because He's a powerful God. Now look, if we're going to trust somebody, I'd much rather trust somebody who's all-powerful. Where His power is not questioned. And so one of those things as we remember in our own experience with God the times that He's came through for us is that I, I really believe that in our experiences that somewhere the power of God was involved. We need to remember that, right? It's not we look out at the world today and we see forces moving today and they're great and they're mighty and all these kind of things and they seem to be strong. But listen, the Scripture assures us and our personal experience with God reminds us that look, there's nothing, no one more powerful than God. So first of all, they knew his power. Another thing that they experienced through this in in instruction is the idea of perseverance. Being able to go forward. Now, Israel was there. It could have been real easy for them to thought in their minds that, hey, we're stuck. We're stuck here on this side of the Jordan River. We can't cross over barrier is too big and so we've got to just stop. listen the last thing that God wants in the life of his believer is for you to get stuck or you to stop somewhere because God is always moving forward and he want, and if we're following him guess what? we're always going to be moving forward as well. it's called perseverance right? It's called making it through the hard times because we're trusting and following God. Israel learned a lesson of perseverance that day that there's no obstacle that can stop them if they're following God. And so that perseverance led them through a struggle, through a barrier, through an obstacle that they needed to pass through to get on the other side. God has got a perseverance. And he called you and I to a life of perseverance. Yeah, it may get hard. You know, our, our life might get difficult. We, we may see times as believers uh, in, in, in our generation of persecution we couldn't imagine. But let me tell you, that can't stop us. Garrison Baptist Church, we have to persevere. Yeah, we've been hit pretty hard by COVID as well as every other church in the land. But we have to persevere. We have to get back to what God wants us to do and what He wants us to be, and that requires perseverance. Perseverance. So one of those, another one of those lessons they learned was perseverance. That not, there's no river going to hold you back. And you know, I love that song. No, ain't no grave going to hold me down. Perseverance. Perseverance. Another thing that I also saw and excited me about was God's passion. Why would God even bother doing any of this? It is a love for His people. A love for His people. Why would He give them a land flowing with milk and honey? Why, why would He give them a place of their own? Because God loved them. And He loves you and I. Why would He take them safely across? Prepare them for the things ahead. Get them ready for what faced them in the future because He loves them. You see, why can we trust God today? You and I, because God loves us. And it's His passion for us that helps us to trust Him and obey Him. And then finally, how about the promise? <clears throat> that God keeps His word. What did He say? He said, That I'm giving you this land. And, And God took all the obstacles out of the way for them to have that land. So when you read in the Bible and God is giving you His word about something, you can count on Him keeping that word. It's His promise. Now why would they need to know all that? Because they would face more struggles in the future. So we need to remember because... These memorials instruct us. Let me give you a second thing. Not only do we need memorials for instruction, but we need them because of our memory is short, right? <laughs> now, how many of you wives have a husband whose memory is short? Like, I mean, how many times do you have to tell him to take out the garbage? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. <clears throat> our memories are short. God warned Israel about this early on, even even before this. Uh, when, when they were coming out of bondage in Egypt, God warned Israel, you've got to be careful because what will happen, you'll forget the lessons. You'll forget what I've told you. And so in Deuteronomy chapter 6, God's explaining to Israel, now I'm going to give you this land flowing with milk and honey, and I'm going to give you this land that has houses in it, that you didn't build, that you're going to be able to live in, and I'm going to give it to you, and it has olive groves in it that you didn't plant the trees for, but has fruit that you're going to receive. I'm going to give you all this, and what your tendency is going to be when you get in the land and when you possess the land, your tendency is going to be to forget. Forget. How many times when life is easy... That we forget God. We forget to pray because we don't have any pressing problems. We forget to be in His Word because we really are kind of going along pretty well and we really don't think we need any direction. We forget to come to church. Because we feel like that, you know, we can slide on that a little bit. And all these things, we forget. Listen to what God said to Israel in that context. He says, Then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve Him, and shall take oaths to His name. You shall not offer, uh, uh, you'll not follow after other gods, the gods of the people who are around you. For the Lord, your God, is a jealous God among you. God said, don't forget. Don't forget. And we have a tendency to do that. You know, here in this chapter 4, it's amazing if you look at it that the instructions about the stones were given five times. Five times. We read them over and over and over again. It was always pick 12, let them get 12 stones, carry it on the other side of the river, stack them up. You you see, in verses 1 through 3, God tells Joshua what to do. And then in verses 4 through 7, Joshua tells the 12 men that he chose what to do. And then in verse 8, the Bible tells what they're doing to us. And in verse 9, Joshua stacks his own stones up on the other side, showing us what to do. You see, when the river would recede, there'd be those stones that would be evident. And then Joshua tells the nation about the stones. In verses nine through 19 through 24. Why did God do that five times? Because we have a tendency to forget forget and so we need those memorials listen uh the reason for memorials how about the results of memorials what do they do what benefit do they have we'll certainly have the benefit we talked a little bit about that but 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 they teach our children joshua the scripture says in verses six and seven that these kids are going to come along this next generation they're going to see this pile of stones because you remember the pile of stones that these 12 guys carried out joshua said take your stone put it on your shoulder you see, Joshua didn't say take a, t- take a s- small stone. That will come later with David. But, but he said, take a stone that you've got to lay up on your back and labor to carry over. And then we're going to stack those things up in an unnatural way. And then, you know what's going to happen? Kids are going to come along and say, hey, what's these stones all about? And then here's what's going to happen. You're going to say, oh, let me tell you the story of the stone." about how God made a way. About how this river was flooding. And God made a way for us to pass through. So we use these things to teach our children these experiences that you and I have with God. We've got to pass them on to our kids and our grandkids. We, we need to tell them, Hey, honey, let me tell you, this time about 20 years ago, you weren't even alive. But let me tell you what God did for our family. Let me tell you why our family is here where they are today. Because of what God did. We pass those stories on. Because our children need to hear. And then another result of memorials is they reach other people. Reach other people. Your testimony has the power to reach people. Their testimony could reach people. Look at verse 24 at the end. He says that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Joshua says the reason we collected these stones, stacked these stones, so there'd be a memorial so that we would remember and that other people in the world would know the story as well. You see, as believers, the Bible says go and make disciples of all nations. Go and take your memories, take your testimony, take the truth of your relationship with God, the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, and take it out into the world and let people know. Because it's what brings them into relationship with Christ. And so we r- teach our children, but we reach other people. And then finally, the reality of memorials is that, first of all, they're perpetual. Right, I mean, what God does lasts forever. This thing with Israel crossing the Jordan River is forever. And, and as long as the Word exists, and by the way, the Word exists forever. It's, it's established in the heavens. It's eternal. Uh, and, and so this memorial is going to last forever. Uh, we'll be talking about what God did for Israel in heaven. Throughout all of eternity. And so it's perpetual. You can trust it. And then finally, it's particular. Particular. It was 12 stones. (laughs) I think that 12 number represents all the tribes of Israel. And so the idea or the testimony, the memorial is for all. For all. It was particular in the sense that they, that they they, they came they came from the the middle of the river, and it was carried to the other side of the river. In, in a testimony of completion, isn't it? And so, what God does is particular in your life and in my life. It has a reason, a purpose, and so we need to remember those things. You know the big question I have for you this morning is: Are you are you all in this morning? Are are you are you there uh, for the journey? Because if you are, then you're going to need to remember remember what. Your great God and your Savior, Jesus Christ, is done for you. If I could have asked John earlier, I would have had him to raise the screen right now. But don't do that, John. Because behind our screen is another memorial. It's a cross. A cross. The cross certainly is where faith and grace intersect. At the cross. It's what Jesus has done for us. It's our believer's memorial. And because of that, and in light of that, then I think it's only right that we be willing to go all in for the Lord Jesus Christ. Bow with me, if you would, this morning, Lord.